0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Um, I'm sitting here in the dark. Are oh, yeah, Turn the light on. Yeah, don't. I haven't turned the light on. Nah, I'm going to do it in the dark. I mean, okay. once I look at my notes, I will be able to see the notes. But I okay. can't. You know we're not doing even looking at each other this time. Normally we zoom each other while we're recording. This time we're doing it in the dark, blonde. Doing it in the dark.
1: Welcome to Chickstree. Welcome to Chickstreet. My name's Annie. My name's Annie. That's, That's it. Um, this is a chick. This is a podcast about chicks in history. So, if you like your history stories all about chicks, then you're at the right place. Yay! Thank you for coming and welcome. If you're the first first time listener, first time, every never time caller, um, yeah. If you haven't listened to the episodes one till. Seven or six up or now, or up to now, up to now. Go back and have a listen because we've told some bloody good stories. Who's been yeah. your favourite so far? Are you asking me? Yeah.
0: Um, I would say Hetty Lamar.
1: Hetty, yeah, Hetty was pretty good. My favourite was um, em, Emmeline and Emily. Wilding. I forgot about that one. Emily Wilding-Davison. Yes, that is a good one. She was That's quite, a bloody good one and such an extraordinary story that we don't know. Yeah. We've never, like, just can't believe we've never heard. And I've actually had friends mm-hmm. who have listened to that episode and messaged me saying that story is incredible. Yeah. And the fact that we don't know, like, as women we don't know and to be mm-hmm. grateful of of what those women did you yeah. know, ahead of what we're now allowed, you know, it just, it's yeah. incredible. It's incredible.
0: Uh, if that happened today, could you imagine? <sighs> totally. I mean, there's just been so much footage, number one. Yeah. Oof, but it would be, she'd be classed as a martyr. I mean, she is a martyr, but we mm. just didn't know mm. about her. Yeah, Totally. Well, that's the whole reason we started this podcast was because of the amount of things that we don't know about women in history that we should, not just us, everyone.
1: Bloody everyone. I know, right?
0: Absolutely. I got got some great women. I've got a great one today for you. Um, But tell me about your week.
1: Well, first, I went on, you know, I'm back on the apps and... um, Went on the been on the tenders, and I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories today. But um, I just want to say to the men listening. I know there's probably about three of you. Mm. Um, there's Luke, and then and then I don't know, maybe two more.
0: Rick, Rick, be listening,
1: and maybe a couple more other men that listen so bless you um but if you're a straight man and you're on a dating app just just do better okay let's not go into sexual innuendo cheap crappy like disrespectful chat unless yeah. unless you've been invited to have that kind of conversation but don't just pull out a yeah. freaking, you know, reverse cowboy comment in the middle of a yeah. chat. I just don't get it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so, it's like
0: ordering someone a cowboy, a, a sock sucking cowboy <laughs> in a bar. And it's like, I didn't ask for that either. What do you, I didn't even know who you are.
1: I'll have it. But no. go away. Yeah. So anyway, I shared the I shared the little chat. Um, I screenshotted it because it was just gold. And then, and then he had said this stuff. And then he just waited a, a couple of hours because I hadn't responded, and sit, mm. told me to um, lighten up, lighten up. I'm not that sleazy, he said to me. I hadn't mm. even responded. He just thought took it upon himself to say that to me, which was great. Thanks for the advice, mate. But I sat on That's it. It's a classic chaff and... like there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I sat on it and I thought, do you know what I thought? I thought, what would Megan do? And if you You don't know from from last week. week, Exactly. What would Megan do? And that's what I say now every time I get, because you can, when a guy, like, or if you receive a message like that, and if you're on the apps, you know what I mean, you'll get a message from a guy and it's going really well and then he'll send this message and something in you will just go like, ugh. Like you can, mm. it, you just, it changes. And what would you do that normally, like in the past? What I you think nor- normally I would try to divert the conversation back. Like I'd kind of just ignore it and try mm. to keep diverting the conversation back to trying to pick it up out of the gutter or, you know, like go back to like completely overlook it and change the subject or whatever and not call it out and not be in my truth. And I thought, mm. And it really, like for some reason, you know, it just it just got me and I thought I-, I could probably just leave this but I didn't. I thought what would Megan do? And I just was honest with him and said, you know, I just, I, it's, it's so common that these chats turn into sexual innuendo on these apps and it's not that I need to lighten up. I'm just bored of that kind of conversation and I get turned on by people's intelligence and being interesting so mm. so do that if you still want to yeah. chat with me you know yeah yeah he wrote be back better. and he wrote oh, yeah. back what and did he said, say he said oh well it must mean you're a saposexual then and i said oh, and you what? know what i said to him a saposexual say oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah and then Is he I trying to be
0: intelligent for you. I think was he was trying to be
1: intelligent. <laughs> and I just wrote back. You know what I said? I said I'm a lot of mm. things. And I left it at that. Good and then you. I unmatched him. Unmatched. But yeah, so just just do better. We can do yeah, better, than please.
0: That. Please you just um, engage us, and we will give you a great conversation back. I promise. Yeah. Yep. You know, have a, a great conversation with us. Put the effort in and you will be rewarded. I promise you.
1: Yeah, and, you know, watch that bloody show Love on the Spectrum, which is mm-hmm. the best show on television at the moment. Don't even get me started. I know you've seen it. Um, when yeah. you were on Guggle Box. you had to watch it because um, we've it's talked about it. such a good it. show. But, oh, my God, it's such a good show. And you know what? It was like even watching that. Because the dating coach comes in and, and she does sessions, you know, on how to how to just have a conversation and keep a conversation going. Mm-hmm. And I thought just men in general should watch this and, and see that you just, it's quite simple. You just ask mm-hmm. people about their interests and you try to keep conversations going. And don't yeah. put it back onto you all the time. It's not about <laughs> you. It's 50-50. Like the, all the yeah. really basic communication skills.
0: The things that those kind of people on the spectrum have to learn, social cues, yes. they have to learn social behaviours, social conversations. Um, and But there isn't anyone out there, I mean I'm sure there is, but we mm. don't as teenagers, as people teach our teenagers how to date. No how to have these conversations. You just do what your parents have done or what you've seen on the TV or now what you see on social media. Um, We're not, yeah, and that's where Megan comes in really well. Like she does these amazing (laughs) reviews while they're happening of The Bachelors, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorettes, Mm. and she calls out the the behaviour in such a truthful, um, understanding way really easy mm-hmm. to comprehend and yeah. it's brilliant and it makes so much sense you kind of see things for the first time that I think as, as a remember, society tones, yeah you, you also, also
1: remember things you think yeah. that you know oh you yeah. know this stuff inherent like we yeah. know it when so, that's what I mean about when someone sends you an icky like sends you an icky message you mm-hmm. know it there's some some part of you that goes oh that doesn't feel good but yeah. you just keep trying to make it You know, especially if they're cute and they've got their top off.
0: Well, that's the thing I was going to say. We've, we've, we excuse (laughs) You're in the lockdown and it's been a while. I mean, come on. Even if it's not, you know, we accept these things as normal. And I think that's where we've all, as a collective, have to stop. And not just women, men as well. You know, if you're getting crappy messages from women, um, that we can do better too.
1: You can absolutely. So this week, um, oh, how was your week, not by me. the way? Fifty-fifty <laughs> conversation. I was just about to go straight into my um check of the now, but mm-hmm. forgot to ask you about your week.
0: Oh look, still in stage four lockdown, so it's not, it's not mm-hmm. that exciting. I was on Studio Ten yesterday, which was wonderful. Excellent. Had some dreadful news today about Channel Ten, the news.
1: Team. Oh, no, um, I haven't. Seen
0: Something like twenty people are being made redundant, oh, including you Natasha know, so and Connelly. Oh. Oh. Really? Studio Ten is getting um, a bit of a restructuring and Yeah, oh. it's not good. Tim Bailey's gone, the weather oh. guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean he's an institution. Absolutely. The Daily wow. Daily Bailey. Wow. Yeah, it's so it's a bit sad. I think it's a sign of the times. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it is just you know, like, it's so common. It's happening so much now. Like yeah. you know, all those magazines shut down last couple of weeks ago. Yeah, about eight titles. Yeah. You know, it's just the world's. It is changing, unfortunately.
0: Well, I think they're going to be going from Sydney, the news, for oh, okay. all the markets. So local news teams are gone, which would be really sad if you're from Perth or Adelaide or Brisbane or or Melbourne, you know, you, a lot of these people sit down to dinner with these people. With these people. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to be gone. It's really quite sad. So we'll see. We'll watch that. Um, Yeah, my dad's dog died on Sunday, which was very heartbreaking and, Ironic, not ironically, but he, Charlie Bear, he was our actual first foster.
1: Angie and I. Yeah, I've just seen all those, all the posts that you've done and stuff. It's just so heartbreaking. That's a thing. dogs—they just don't live long enough for us. And that's the bittersweetness of having a dog, a pet, of any pet, really. So if you've got a dog or a cat. Or a bunny wrap, whatever you've got, go and give yeah. them a little
0: squeeze now. Not a hard one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give them a little a hug. hug. And just yeah, tell, tell them that you're really, them. really glad that they're there in your life because you Sammy, know what? Go
1: they and just give go. go and give Doris a hug for us. <laughs> oh,
0: Doris, she's so beautiful. Our editor Sam and producer Sam, he has a cat called Doris who is probably the most beautiful cat in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. I ju- Did you see that post he posted on Instagram with you and Doris? And the comment was, "Mum and Bub are doing great." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a funny boy. Our Sam, our Sam.
0: He is ours, That's isn't he? Called now, our Sam. Well, yeah. I'm fe- I feel very possessive of
1: him, and I'm yeah, okay. Same. With that.
0: He's I'm ours. sure a lot of people think they own him, but they don't. We do. We he's do. He's ours.
1: Uh. And <laughs> he's never he do what what we away say from us. Makes me laugh every already. day. Yeah, he's so
0: And funny. while we're talking about Sam, can
1: we just do a quick shout-out for his um, podcast? Yes. Which is brilliant. What... Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, confessions of the Idiots. Yeah. He's not an idiot. He's not confessing. He's mm. reading other people's confessions who are idiots. Mm. Oh, and are they idiots? We've done it. We've done it. We've been on yeah. it. Eve, has been on it a few times. We did
0: it oh, a few I'm, weeks ago. i
1: for it. I love it. It's
0: so Yeah, there's good. been some amazing people on it. Sam gets yeah. some really good names. So if you I haven't bet. listened to it, go and listen to it. It's brilliant. You can listen to any of the apps. They're all good.
1: They're all good. They're, they're all yeah. good. And you read out a story of some idiot who's done something silly from yeah, and, the, and it's on the interweb. And I can't believe they're real. I know, I know. Um, and I love how but, like... But truth often know. is stranger than fiction, isn't it? Yeah, true. That's, you can't make that shit up. That's what they yeah. say. That's what they say. You yeah. know what they say. Go listen to it.
0: Chick in the now. Oh, chick, you're in the now. Chick in the now. Oh, I'd also like to just um, quickly make a shout-out to that woman late. who sent us an email <laughs> to tell you to tone it down a bit. <laughs> um, I'd just like to shout – what was her name? I don't remember. But well, yeah, you well, know no, what? I'd like to do a little shout-out to her and say I could not agree more. Annie, could you please tone it down a bit? I've been meaning to have this talk with you. You know when you do that news bit, the newsreel, when you do your old voices? Oh, that's right. It's not you. It's me.
1: It's you. And I got blamed for it. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing. We Uh. got this email and I got told to tone it down. I go over the top when I do that that news bulletin. It's unnecessary. (laughs) Annie, Annie, if you could just tone it down, thanks. That'd be great. And I'm like, are you? Wait, breaking news!
0: It is not Annie. (laughs) But Annie, if you could tone it down a bit,
1: that'd be fantastic. Thank you. Our first kind of opinion. What was it? It was a here's an opinion. Here's my opinion on your critique show definitely right? a critique which yeah, you know like mind. if you want to tell us that stuff do it but just get you get your hosts right because oh I don't want to be blamed for blame you shit. for everything right I don't mind I don't mind blame anything like for that everything time... do you know what that makes me think of and I don't know why but that time that I got mistaken for being your mum mm, that was the best day of my life
0: <laughs> I was so hung over that I mean we were so hung over that day but that made God. it all worth it yeah that was just... that was the best. We we're at a bakery and um you were getting what what were you, like, what's your go-to? It's
1: a I, can't, bit of I think a, I was getting like a finger bun or something. Oh boring. Yeah, I and you wanted were like getting a chocolate eclair or something.
0: I wanted the mini chocolate eclairs, which come as six because they're small.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I also wanted like a, an apple tart and and a a snot bomb. What are those snot bombs? The custard Oh, the roll
1: the custard?
0: thing? Oh, yeah. No, the custard blocks. What are they? Oh,
1: a vanilla slice.
0: Yeah, I wanted a vanilla slice. But yeah. you were like, you can't have all of them. And I went, oh, come on. I'll, let's just get the, the the eclairs as well. And you went, no. And then we just looked at the woman and she <laughs> just waited. And then she, she, she realised we weren't going to say anything else. And she goes, oh, your mum said no to me. <laughs> on your face was seriously the highlight of my life because you were already grey from being that hungover and you hadn't done your hair you were still last night's makeup on. oh it wasn't good
1: You'd, But you You'd didn't look on much
0: better no god no i'm not saying i did <laughs> what? your
1: reaction Freak.
0: To me, because the best part, what people don't know, mm. or she obviously didn't know, is I'm older than you. So <laughs> for you to be mistaken for my mother,
1: me, you were having a bad head. <laughs> oh, it <was> so <laughs> funny. Oh, God. Anyway, so look. 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 <laughs> I don't, I I got triggered by being mistaken. (laughs) Well, that time got mistaken for being you. But um, anyway, so look, you've probably noticed we're not doing those bits anymore. And it's not because of that. um, It's just because we've forgot and we're lazy. So (laughs) we we might bring it back. Who knows? Anyway, chick in the now. Today's chick, um, i I've, this this woman has been in my life for a very long time. Not that she knows, but she has been. Um, and I first met her when she, oops, I first met her when she was the editor of Cosmopolitan. Um, I was working for um, MTV at the time, and we would often go in and have meetings with um, Cosmopolitan, and we would see little Sarah Wilson sitting behind her desk. And I just remember that. And I've only realised this lately is that we're the same age, but. I remember looking at her, thinking, "Oh my god, she's so cool!" And she's just got yeah. her shit together, and she just her wardrobe and her style and her energy and like I was just you know when you just look at someone and you go, "How are you so cool?" I just want to be yeah. as cool as you, you know. I and know that. we were the same age, but I, I I thought to me in my mind she was just older and more. Sophisticated and you know. Um so Sarah Wilson, for those who don't know, and you and if you don't know, then you should bloody Google it. Um, editor of Cosmopolitan, she was the host of Master Chef. Australia oh, when, that's it was, right. First, yeah, when, when it was. right. Yeah, when it was. The was most, a host. Yeah, and when it was the yeah, most they have one tele- now, do they? television show. Well, they have three. No, they have three judges.
0: Oh, judges. They don't, have, don't have a know, host anymore. A host. Yeah, Yeah. that's
1: right. Um, And then she went on to start I Quit Sugar, um, which I've done a couple of times. I've tried to do a couple of times. But um, what I love about her and the reason that I want to talk about her is because she has written a book. Um, She's actually got a new book coming out, which I cannot wait for. I think it's out in August called This One Wild and Precious Life. But the book that changed my life. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say changed my life is her book called um, First We Make the Beast Beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's about anxiety and I didn't realise that I had anxiety to this level and when I read that book I was like, oh, my God, like that is just, that's me. Like that's there was lots of things in that book that I thought um, really – Got me thinking about my own mental health and just you know how anxiety shows up and manifests in different people, and um, you know she's she talks about her her um, anxiety showing up even in things like perfume, like really, she'll she'll smell someone's perfume like on the tram or something, and it'll just make her anxious immediately you know how I get with some things I just get fixated on some things and I just if it's a smell or you know like remember when I stayed at your house and I was like what is that air freshener like I and it was actually like to the other point of like I need it I need it but if it's a bad smell or if it's a bad sound or anyway so it kind of made me realize that I you know I do suffer from anxiety as, as most of us do. And I think it goes undiagnosed. Um, but she just talks about it in such a beautiful way and has all of these kind of really good, um, anecdotes and things that she does and reminds you about meditation and how, you know, how good that is. And, um, but I, I also love that she is a researcher and she really gets to the core of why and why you know why we do what we do? Or with her, I quit sugar stuff. You know that that came from her own kind of um, uh, health problems, um, and then her kind of just researching and researching and researching, and then eventually seeing that there was you know why sugar was was so bad for us. But um, yeah, she's my chick in the now because I there isn't a day that I won't see her Instagram account come into my feed. And she's—I always want to listen to what she's got to say. And wow, that says something, doesn't it? Yeah, always. Like I'll never, I'll never not read her posts, um, because I'm all—I always feel like a better person after I've read them, or I've, or I've learned something, or I've thought about something in a different way. And she was holding these um, lives, these Instagram lives, when we first went into lockdown, and she was talking about how when when we first went into lockdown that there was all this emphasis on families and homeschooling and, oh, God, how are the families going to survive and, the you know, the, the married couples and there was not one mention of single people and she's single, she's mm. like 45, 45, my age, maybe 46, I don't know, I can't remember how old I am and um, she, yeah, she talked about how there's just that narrative is never told on the news, on any of the reporting, um, you know, I've even the project does deep dives, and they'll do like, you know, tomorrow night we're talking about how to survive, your fa- how the family can survive. Mm. There's nothing out there about single people and how single people are coping with COVID, or not coping, or not coping with COVID, and how you know touch and connection and communication, and you know, some people just their only touch through the week was going to a yoga class and yeah. that's taken away from them. Mm. You know? Yeah. So yeah. she just makes you think about those other perspectives all the time. So I bloody love her and you should, yeah. you should definitely check her out. Yeah, I will. She is good. I, I've,
0: Yeah, she is good. I've known her for a long time. I don't know her personally, but, yeah, mm. you've always been a big fan and I can see why.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she call, and you know what? She calls herself out in terms of just her, you know, her white privilege and, you know, oh, yeah. so funny that she wrote a book about, you know, what do I do with all this kale? And she's like, you yeah. know, she sees now that that's, you know, and she's she she calls herself out on it Wasn't as well.
0: Wasn't um, huge on waste?
1: Yes. I've actually like been to talk of hers. Her. Yep. Yeah, I've got her book called Simplicious, and it's um all about yeah what to do with the food that you've got in your cupboard, and why should mm-hmm. you you know go and buy? We would go to the shops and buy more food all the time when we've got cupboards full of food that we should yeah. be trying to think and creatively out. and throw As out. Always. How many times do you throw out vegetables, fruit? Yeah. You buy it each week and you throw it out each yeah, week. I've,
0: so, I've yeah. um. Always been shamed into keeping food too long, mm. so mm-hmm. I don't often, you know, admit to that. But um, I've always known that if you put your fridge colder, your yep. food will last a lot longer than the used by or used best before. Yeah, right. Date. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But some people come into your fridge and they can see the date on. They're like, "Oh, this is out of date." And you're like, "Well, smell it." Well it doesn't matter how it smells. It does. <laughs> it does. You know, once upon a time we didn't have a little sticker on it.
1: Yeah. That told yeah. us
0: when it was used best before.
1: We yeah, used to have think- to
0: smell our food and be able to tell if it was off or not. If it wasn't, don't waste it. If yeah. it is, give it to the dog. Don't
1: throw it yeah. away. Yeah, well that's right. I mean, not Pete though. He's got a weak constitution. Yeah. But um Yeah, it's and then and dog. the difference between used by and best before as well. I mean, I, yeah. you ever, you know, I used to think they were the same thing, but they're not. Yeah, but even used buys are still covering
0: the um, company's bums. Yes. Yeah, because they have to, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's funny, I saw someone on Twitter the other day and they said, you know, you're, you're old when you've got a, a bottle of HP sauce from 2006. I've officially become my parents. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've all yes. have yes. that
1: bottle. Yeah, yeah yeah I', I reckon I've wrong with it yeah I reckon I've still got um I don't know like sage, dried sage oh yeah you know,
0: dried herbs,
1: dried herbs I lost her. a, oh, back of back of a cupboard somewhere that I've just moved from house to house to house that I've never yes.
0: tinned food come <laughs> with the amount but that's what preservatives were made for to preserve them forever. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. If you open <laughs> them up them. and they stink,
1: throw them away. Well, yeah. give them to the dog. Give them to the Don't dog. Don't kill the dog. Um, yeah. Well, that's she's yeah. a
0: good chicken. The now,
1: good chicken. Thank the now, you.
0: we salute you. We do, Miss Sarah Wilson.
1: <clears throat> Let's rewind the clock. Yes,
0: I'd now. like to go back. Just to the year of 1910. Okay. Yep. In a place called Warsaw in Poland. Oh. Wachow. Yes. Yeah. As they would say in Polish. Uh-huh. Um, a woman was born, her name was Irina Sendle or Sendleowa uh-huh. because, you know, in Polish they give you a the male name with your female ending. Oh. Shaletski. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Irina Sendler yeah. um, was would be posted things to Irina Sendler over. Uh, anyway, so, so anyway, she was born in 1910 on the 15th of February. We're going to way go way forward because um, I'm not going to tell you about her life up to this point. I'm just going to go to the point, uh, um, not to the point, but we're going to go to 1939. 39. Okay.
1: This podcast is going to be very quick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, She studied at the Warsaw University and then she was a social worker in Warsaw when the German occupation of Poland began in 1939. So that's where I'm taking you, okay? Okay. Yep. In 1940, after the Nazis herded the Jews into the ghetto and built a wall separating it from the rest of the city, disease, especially typhoid – was running rampant, typhoid. Mm, Typhoid. So social workers were actually not allowed inside the ghetto but Mm. Irina, imagining the horror of life behind the walls, she obtained fake identification and she passed herself off as a nurse and she was allowed to bring in food, clothes and medicine. So she would do that. By 1942, when the deadly intentions of the Nazis had become very clear, Mm. Irina joined a Polish underground organisation called Zegota. They were, that was known as the um, Council to Aid Jews. Yes. She recruited 10 close friends, a group that would eventually grow to 25, all but one of them women. Yes. And they began to rescue Jewish children. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so her and her friends, they used to smuggle the children out in boxes, suitcases, sacks, coffins. They would sedate the babies to um, to quiet the cries.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And some of them were taken through a network of basements and secret passages. Operations were timed to the second. The children would wait by a gate In the dark, as a German soldier patrolled nearby, when the soldier passed, the child was told he had to count to thirty, and then make a mad dash to the middle of the street, where Mm. a manhole cover would be opened up, and they'd be taken down into the sewer, and eventually to safety. So most of the trail, yeah, yeah, very similar, very similar, yeah, yeah. Um, Margaret yeah. Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, in an yeah. interview she said many times yeah. that um, the f- book is fiction but every single atrocity that happens in the story has happened yeah. in the world somewhere.
1: Yeah, which is incredible when you think about what goes on in that show and then you think, yeah. oh, that actually it happened. That happened somewhere. At some,
0: mm, mm. At some point. Exactly.
1: Or it's still happening. It's, yeah, exactly. Go so most on. of the oh,
0: children yeah. who um, left with Irina, um, they were taken into the Roman Catholic convents, orphanages and the homes and given non-Jewish al- 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 ali- aliases. Aliases. <laughs> aliases. I don't know what I was saying then. They were, given,
1: they
0: were given non-Jewish names, okay? Yep. Yep. Irina recorded their true names on thin rolls of paper in the hope that she could reunite them with their families later. Mm. She preserved the precious scraps in jars and buried them in a friend's garden. Oh, Oh, wow. In 1943, she was captured by the Nazis and tortured, but she refused to tell her captors who her co-conspirators were or where the bottles were buried. Mm. She also resisted in other ways when... Karina worked in the prison laundry. She and her co-workers made holes in the German soldiers' underwear. Um, Just for fun, I guess. (laughs) But love it. Good on you. When when they were discovered, of course, they lined up all the women and shot every one of them except for she wasn't there that day. She she wasn't accused, actually. So that was just one of many close calls for her. Mm.
1: Imagine that. I know.
0: Just... uh, yeah during incredible. one particularly brutal torture session, her captors broke her feet and her legs, and she passed out oh. imagine being my grandmother was beaten oh. like that yeah a few times broken bones it's
1: incredible what the bo- human body can I know withstand can
0: recover yeah. from it, what, and recover what it can from. stand yeah yep. just yeah just the pain inflicted. Mm-hmm. Enough to make you pass out so you don't die. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Mm. Um, when she awoke, a Gestapo officer told her that he had accepted a bribe from her comrades in the resistance to help her escape. Oh. The officer added her name to a list of executed prisoners and she went into hiding, but she still continued her rescue efforts. Wow. Um, Who's this guy? She began. She no, I don't know. Ryan, his name was Franz, probably. Amazing, Fritz, Fritz, He's German. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jan, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. It's not about him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell that story, but tell I don't the story know of the guy. Tell the story of the guy. What do you know? The story about the guy. Has made a movie about him. Yeah. Has there? No, uh, <laughs> probably,
0: <laughs> probably, probably. Anyway, Irina yeah. had begun her rescue operation before she joined the organised resistance and helped a number of adults escape, including the man she later married. She oh. saved about 500 people. <gasps> Holy shit. Um, which in the end she ended up ultimately um, rescuing 3,000 Polish Jews. Shit.
1: Mm, That's incredible. It's just.
0: She rescued 2,500 children. So only 500 were adults. The rest were all children. She rescued 2,500 children. Wow. Yeah, incredible. When you think about the millions that were killed.
1: Yeah. It's nothing, but it's so many. It's so many, and it's so freaking brave to yeah, do oh. that. Like it's life or death the situation every oh. single time.
0: Oh so two thousand five
1: hundred times she would have been yeah. thinking, "I'm gonna. This is it. Yeah." And have to worry about her life and the kids.
0: I saw a meme the other day that said, mm. um, "You know God. <laughs> do you, you know follow God? Do you follow God? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, I think it was yeah God. one of his oh, things. God, said, I yeah. have given you a, an inf- like a pandemic that basically lets you sit on your lounge, <laughs> and you can still you're still fucking it up. Like seriously, <laughs> do you know what I've done? Exactly, and it's like I think of like people like this who lived through years mm. of a war. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was their life they were eating sleeping pooing doing all the normal bodily things that we do yeah but this is their existence
1: yes yeah it's ing-
0: this, this is their, yeah you know when we're picking up our phones to check on our um
1: instagram yeah yeah and we're the so things- high bored because we've got you know. <laughs> Yeah. In my house with my electricity and my warm bed and my heater and my water clean yeah. drinking water and Yeah. It sh-
0: electricity, just that the warmth. Anyway.
1: Yeah. anyway. So when the
0: war ended, she unearthed the jars <sighs> and she began trying to return the children to their families. But for the vast majority, there was no family left. Yeah. Mm. God. So many of the children were adopted by Polish families and others mm. were sent to Israel as we all know the Jews were given Israel. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: So she went on to do social work for the rest of her life dying peacefully in Warsaw in 2008 aged 98.
1: Oh wow. Wow. That's a, That's a life. What a life. Mm. In
0: 1965 she was recognized as one of the Polish righteous among the nations. 83 she was presented with a tree planted in her honour at the Garden of the Righteous among the nations. Mm. In 91, she was made an honorary citizen of Israel. Uh, In 96, she was awarded the Commander's Cross of the Order of Polonia Restituta. She received a higher version of that award, the Commander's Cross with Star, in 2001. In 2003, Pope John Paul II sent her a personal letter praising her wartime efforts. On um, November ten, Jesus. Mm, Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, you know. In November two thousand and three, she. Hey, yeah, the big guy, big guy in white. Yeah. Um. In two thousand and three, she received the Order of the White Eagle, which is Poland's highest civilian decoration. Oh. And the Polish American Award, the Jan Karski Award for Courage and Heart given by the American Centre of Polish Culture in Washington.
1: Courage at heart. She had those in spades.
0: Oh, spades. In 2006, Polish NGOs, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Poland and the Life in a Jar Foundation established the Arina Sendles Award for Repairing the World, awarded to Polish and American teachers.
1: (gasps) Repairing the World. That's beautiful.
0: Life in a Jar Foundation isn't that lovely? Yes. On um oh, in 2007 she was honored by the Senate of Poland and a year later she by the United States Congress. Mm. In 2007 she received the Order of the Smile. At that time she was the oldest recipient of the award. 2007 she became an honorary citizen of the cities of Warsaw and Tachin.
1: Mm.
0: In 2009, she was posthumously granted the Humanitarian of the Year Award from wow. the Sister Rose Terrying Endowment. And in 2009, she was posthumously granted the Aubrey Hepburn Humanitarian Award.
1: Audrey Hepburn?
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. how she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So okay. she got two awards after she'd passed. And she bloody deserved every single, she deserved every one of them. Of them. Did and she the have good news of her own? Yeah, she did. I didn't go into the children. She had a few husbands and yeah, um, children. Yeah, but she often said she was not there for them because mm. of her social work. Mm. Mm. Um, that's just a whole other kettle of fish. But it's like a sacrifice that you wonder. Yeah. That's like isn't it worth
1: it? That's like in um, Isabel Flick's episode. Yeah, we talk about how in her book she she says you know that she's dedicated it to her children and she was sorry for not being being pregnant because she was trying to make the world a better place for them.
0: It would be hard to be the child of these humanitarians. It would be, but you could because your ego. Yeah, your ego as a child is so important, and and.
1: yeah, it's it all makes
0: about you. You, It is. So it should be. I mean, otherwise mm-hmm. we would just fall over and die. We need that <laughs> ego to, to survive.
1: Bloody children so the, stealing the limelight. The last
0: thing right? I'll say,
1: what? Children stealing the limelight all the time, centre oh, of attention. Bloody children, just, yeah. yeah.
0: Bloody children.
1: <laughs> um, and they need so much help. It's
0: so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a horse... Gives birth and little shit just stands up and walks around for a while. Why can't you do that, kids? (laughs) With this carrying on business. Run off into the forest. Yes. So you'll be glad to know Mm -hmm. that there is a film being produced at the (gasps) moment by Gal Gadot, you know, Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, my God, I love Gal
0: Gadot. So she's producing it and starring in it, and it's being made by Warn Brothers. Um, but it's kind of been put on the on the COVID back backbench
1: for now. Oh, okay, but it's yep. it's happening. Yep. So wow! Be amazing. Oh, to it watch. would be incredible because just imagine, yeah, like the logistics of of, I mean, and having children be in on your plan, yeah. you know, and Trying and. To- Keep them quiet. Apparently,
0: I didn't write this in in this, but mm. while I was reading all about her, she would often they the Xagota group when they were rescuing certain ages of children. Mm. They would um, they would have dogs, always have dogs with them, and they would um, teach them to bark on cue. Oh, because if there were children crying, I would cover get, it up. Dogs bark. To drown them out so the Germans, the soldiers, oh, wow. didn't hear them. They only heard dogs. That's amazing. I mean, another another amazing thing that dogs do. Well,
1: God, dogs, can you just stop being so amazing? <laughs> Jesus, let the cats have a turn. No. <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to. They're like, ah, oh, fuck it. You take it. I I'm do. too tired. I'm going to bed. I mean, if I wanted it, I could have it easily, but I no, don't. Really, that's it. But I don't. No, we've ra- we reigned for we reigned for centuries. It's your turn, dogs. Um. Yeah, so oh, well, that's That's an yeah, amazing see. story.
0: Yeah, it's a quick one, but. One that I think is beautiful and wonderful and a lot of people simply would not know who she is.
1: Yep, absolutely. We were, we were,
0: I've never heard of her. No, me neither. And I, I have a Polish grandfather.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, Evie Jones, Evie Shetletsky. Yvette <laughs> Shetletska. Yvette Iv- Shetletska. <laughs> <laughs> um um arena arena, arena. very good arena. i salute you we do you're an
0: amazing chicken history thank you for existing thank you for everything you've done
1: yes yeah saving all those beautiful children do you know who you're going to do next week um and- i'm tossing up i'm tossing up oh. i've got yeah i've got about three that i just i'm i'm i'll probably end up doing all of them at some point but yeah yeah Yep. There's a. There's. There's. Just do them in alphabetical order, then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I might. Okay. I might go because I've done Australian people, which is great. But I might. I might. Yeah, I've got have got a couple of Australians and I've got one um, uh, international. So don't know. Okay. Okay. So you just have to listen. Yeah. You all have to
0: listen. You do. You do have to That's listen. Good. It's grand. Um, it's great.
1: Um, you know how we were talking about mudlarking last week? I mean, not last week, yeah. probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. in the in the Thames. Um Yeah. I watched there's a show on Netflix at the moment called uh Connected. And it's a documentary about how we're all everything's connected and they'll start they'll take one topic and they'll go, you know, like, how is that? the same across lots of different species and things, right? So they do they do one. It's not like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. No, 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 no. No, Kevin Bacon. No. (laughs) No, it's it's sciencey. And they um, they do one on poo. Yeah. And um, I love poo. Oh, you'd love it. I know. You'd love it. And it goes um, they talk about, you know, different Things that you can get out of, you know, what poo can tell us about our diets. And there's actually a archaeologist who looks at uh, ye olde poo. And um, so and they can tell a lot about, you know, the, the diet of the time. And like it's dating back to like 80,000 years. It's fascinating. And then wow. they even talk about. Um, That's people... an old shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is. Do they go me, even. They talk about people. Um, who go and collect whale poo because that tells us a lot about what's happening in the oceans, um, and they what they do on the Thames is they actually go and test the water in the Thames, um, and there's still so much fecal matter in the Thames today. Mm,
0: um, old fecal matter.
1: No, no, like today's fecal matter. There's still a, there's still an amount of sewage that flows into the Thames that doesn't get captured by the underground sewage network of the UK. Oh, okay. So, um, and they test this water, and you know they can test and trace um, how many people in the UK are on antidepressants. How many people? Are, oh, yeah. How many people are taking cocaine? the rise in amphetamines and um, ice and all of that and that they yeah. study it and they can graph it and show like you know the rise in cocaine use and how they've noticed over the time that um, you know drugs like MDMA will peak on like a Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, the next day yeah. and then and then yeah. <laughs> but cocaine is like through the week. Um doesn't have really that same spike. Hey?
0: I could have told you that. I could have just told you that.
1: <laughs> but it's isn't that fascinating? Like down yeah, to that microbial level. Um mm. and, and also what it's doing to the to the wildlife. And that we are drugging all of our fishes and marine life. They're all getting they're all sedated. Um because they're all on and our antidepressants. That. And then we're eating it again. And we're eating it again. Yeah. Yeah, and so they said every time you pop a, a pain medication like a Nurofen or a panadol or any drug really, but even just the ones where daily. you know you you might not need to take that extra panadol or you know they're like just have a think that that is actually ending up somewhere, and it, more than often it's ending up in our waterways.
0: I feel Interesting. Awful. It's, 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 animals are being drugged without choice.
1: No, exactly. They're they're just absolutely. So I don't
0: have. Depression.
1: Yeah. Yep. And it's all ending. I'm going to stop
0: shitting. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do. I'm just going to hold it all in. <laughs> Please I don't. don't. Talk about full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good dad joke, though. That was a good. That was a good. Oh, she's full of
1: shit, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She hasn't
0: shat in about five
1: years. <laughs> I had a friend, had friend at school. Still nickname was showbags because she was full of shit
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good nickname and i oh, think no. that i think there's others that could have that nickname
1: showbags yeah oh so you listening oh, you know
0: you remember showbags who funbags yeah, show. no showbags ask, ask tara about showbags the girl with big tits no that's funbags dad showbags remember showbags
1: she was full of shit oh yeah jenny jenny or microwave (laughs) microwave jenny um all right that's it boom oh
0: that was great thank you for listening and um we'll see you next week we will no you'll see us or you'll hear us you'll You'll hear hear
1: your ears next week i've got to go to the toilet okay i might get up Wow, good on you. You made it all the way through to the end. So these are just the credit-y bits, but don't stop because these are important. Please rate, review and subscribe as it helps other people just like you find out about this podcast. Executive producers of Chickstery are me, Annie Potatoes, and Evie Jones. Our producer slash editor slash water boy slash wine boy is Sam Peterson. Follow us on Instagram at chickstree underscore podcast and email us at mychickstery at gmail.com. Oh, and check out Sam's podcast, Confessions of the Idiots. It's great.